0: Hello, and thank you for listening to the Teaching Math Teaching Podcast. The Teaching Math Teaching Podcast is sponsored by the Association of MathMax Teacher Educators, a community of math teacher educators learning to teach math teachers better. I'm your co-host, Joel Amadon, and joining me is co-host Dusty Jones. Hey, Dusty. Hey, Joel. Today, we are talking with Carlos Lopez Leva, who is Associate Professor of Language, Literacy, and Sociocultural Studies at the University of New Mexico. We are talking to Carlos because of his work, considering the identity development of Latinas, Latinos, and or Hispanics as bilingual speakers and as doers of mathematics and the social dimension of teaching, learning, and doing mathematics in different environments. Selfishly, I wanted to have Carlos on because he is a great person that has helped me on my journey as a math teacher educator. So Carlos, welcome. How are you? Hi, Joel. Hi, Dusty.
1: Hi, hey. uh, it's a pleasure uh, being here. Thank you for the invitation. You know, I agree with you, uh, Joel. Uh, we've been together in different parts of our lives, and I'm so um, grateful to have known you. And and yeah, I I think that. Um, I remember when we were in in Chicago with Enrico, and ever yeah. since I I I have a very strong. Um, connection with your ways of thinking with your ways of uh, promoting mathematics um I was I was really um compelled I think it was compelling to me the fact that you were traveling from Wisconsin to Chicago just to work and plan lessons with Rico to me that was such a commitment that I noticed and ever since you know I've seen you develop your own thing so i'm i'm very happy to be here and 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 happy to see you both yeah yeah
0: yeah the podcast becomes a a great place to an excuse to have a conversation and so it's been great and also you know and thinking back and you know we've kind of positioned this podcast you know dusty we've had some conversations about this where hey what did it like early career teachers and math teachers do and and rico gutstein uh talked about teaching math for social justice, came to do a little seminar at the university of Wisconsin to talk to us about his work and talked about a new project he was doing. And so a couple of doc students and, and myself like asked like, Hey, do you need any help? And he's like, you want to, sure, come on down. And and <laughs> we came down and he even like some, some of them were there and back, which was decent amount of trip. But then also one time he even put us up at his house. <laughs> and so it was a, it was a pretty, I mean, it was like, why not ask? And and then just, it was, uh, you know, and then uh, Carlos was there and then Craig Wiley was there and, um, Patty. Uh, ben
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. She was there as well. I mean, so and, like, and then we see each other, uh, at conferences and things and like thinking about that, it started like way long ago. <laughs> and so, uh, that was, uh, as wonderful. So, I mean, just one of those, uh, I guess one of those tips, it doesn't hurt to ask. And then who knows what relationships can begin and like almost, a yeah not, we're almost 20 years later carlos like holy god i can't get in there yes. Um, yes. Yeah. so uh you know and again i we we talk about how long we've known each other but can you take a minute to introduce yourself uh beyond uh what i already shared obviously you miss a lot there's lots of, of you've had lots of experiences but just share some some highlights
1: Well, um, as you said, you know, I'm in in New Mexico, in Albuquerque, and I work specifically with bilingual education programs, Spanish and English. Uh, So that's mainly the concentration of my work. Uh, I am originally from Guatemala, so that's why I speak Spanish. Um, And Guatemala is a very mixed, uh, racially mixed country, uh, with a majority of uh, indigenous uh, people in the area that I, that I live, and uh, and I think that's how New Mexico seems so close to home to me because of the demographics that are so mixed, and so I feel very comfortable here. I I actually like it and the mountains. So I am a I'm a hiker. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I have not practice that too much now, but I love mountains and and nature so yeah i think that's something that i can add to what you described <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> no problem It's good uh so how did you start um teaching math teachers and 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 why how did you get into that well i guess there are like two levels
1: um one level before I came to the U.S. and another level when after I came to the U.S. So I think in Guatemala, when I was a teacher, um, the school that I was working at, um, didn't have a principal for the next year because our principal resigned. And so based on all the descriptions of of guidelines and and requirements, for people to become um, principal, I was the only one who kind of had those requirements. So the school asked me to become become the principal. So I think it was my first time when I tasted kind of being, um, not necessarily a teacher educator, but a, a coach kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think by that time, I learned so much about uh, how important it is to support Um, teachers, you know, like I, I love teaching and, and I was really missing teaching when I was a principal, but I felt that one way of kind of extending my work was to, to work with them and think about what materials they needed and sometimes kind of co-planning and supporting whatever work they were doing. I was not, you know, telling them what to do, but I was trying to support with them in thinking about what they needed and how we can get it. Um, because it was a school that didn't have much resources but mm-hmm. I felt that that gave me an insight into what it was to kind of be a, a, an educator and and I uh, a teacher educator and I felt mm-hmm. um, that that changed the way I saw education because I was usually thinking oh, mostly about children, and I think I still do, but uh, that was the first time I did it. And then when I came to the U.S., I never thought I would become, uh, I do, do all the things that I have done. You know, I, <laughs> I I went to the master's program in special education, and I was focusing on bilingual um, special education, centering mathematics, especially in middle school, because I wanted to learn more about supporting students with special needs who were bilingual. Um, And at the end of that program, um, I took a course with Dr. Lena Kisti, Lena Likon Kisti. She was teaching the course, uh, teaching math and science to um, uh, English learners. And at that time, um, after I took the class with her, she called me to her office and asked me to, would you consider coming, continuing into the PhD? so that you can focus on, on working with uh, English learners. And I told her, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think Because so. <laughs> I, 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 I felt that um, I just wanted to go back to teaching because I was missing that so much after studying in the master's program. And I wanted to really work with, with children. I, I was just doing my internship and I really needed to do more uh, deep work with students. And she said, well, I understand that. But, you know, that will always stay there. It will never go away. But uh, this opportunity for a fellowship is once in a lifetime opportunity. I think you should think about it twice. Why don't you go away from, you know, I'll give you a week. Come back and, and let me know. So, um I returned the next week and told her that I couldn't promise anything, that I knew that I had in my heart wanting to learn more and and work with um, Latinx bilingual students. I think at that time we said Latinos, Latinas students. And I said, I wanted to, to do that and I was committed to it, but I could not guarantee that I could finish the PhD. I thought, no, you you know, I'm an English learner <laughs> and all these things that are so difficult. Um, and she said, oh, don't worry about that. Uh, and I said, well, you know, I don't promise anything, but that I will make the best I can. And um, so I was able to complete that. And in the PhD program uh, at UIC, as you were saying, with Rico, uh, I think it was a very transformative experience working with Dr. Kisti and working with Rico and working with Danny Martin. I think those, uh, their influence of how they think and see the world and Aria Raspar too, you know, in bilingual education. Um, oh, there are so many people, you know, Flora Rodriguez-Brown. Anyway, so uh, all of these people kind of uh, affected how I started thinking about education, especially teaching and Dr. Kisti had us work with some teachers in Chicago. And I think that's how I started noticing how things changed, uh, uh, how things could change from a point of view that, that you work with people um, and you don't tell them what to do, but together you kind of grow. I think that was what I took from from that experience. And then when I came to to Albuquerque, I started working with specifically uh Future teachers, undergraduate students who are becoming uh, elementary school teachers and they want to have either a bilingual endorsement or a T-son endorsement. And those were the teachers that I was working with, the future teachers that I work with. And um, so, uh, yeah, sorry, that was a long story. No, that's perfect. <laughs>
2: that, That's the point of what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah so um, does that answer the you know, how yeah. I started yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: well and was the the you talking about the fellowship was that Semela? was that
1: yeah that was Semela with Dr Kisti yeah so the center for the education of mathematics of, of for Latinos yeah, uh, and so it was a wonderful experience it was a consortium you know there were four universities uh, the university of Arizona the university of California, of California Santa Cruz uh, UIC, University of Illinois, Chicago, and University of New Mexico. You know, at that time, I didn't know that I was going to come here. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I, came, I think the first time I ever presented was in one of those Semela gatherings. And it was here in New Mexico. You know, it, small world and kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I never knew I was going to end up here. Uh, but um, yeah, so it was Semela. And uh and and that's what really changed my world. You know, I I would have never gone into a PhD. I always wanted I always was teaching mathematics and I, you know, since I was um, elementary school teacher in Guatemala and I loved it. And I um but I think I have grown so much on thinking about what to teach and how to teach. Uh, in mathematics and in general, and even how, what it means to teach. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, uh, I think that um, when I am considering about bilingual students, um, I think that it is so important that you um, are inclusive of who they are and how they think and, and and how they understand the world, especially how they see mathematics, if that's what we want to be working on. So I think that has challenged the way I try to think about teacher education, because if, if we think that we should promote an education for bilingual students that is responsive and inclusive, we also need to do take that type of approach in teacher education. Hmm. We need to be inclusive of who who the teachers are so that they can experience that inclusivity in the preparation program and, and extend it beyond, you know? So uh, to me, that's something that I think I have learned over time about how to be inclusive of the future teachers, you know, the the prospective teachers themselves Um, and not just focused on how they can be responsive to students. Mm-hmm. So I think it's um a, a both way. Um but you know it's 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 been a learning process all throughout all of that.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. well it gave us I, I mean I love the, the, the picture sharing of, about your experience and then even just to to share i think this is the second time we've talked about some on the uh on the the, the program <laughs> <laughs> um but those center centers for learning and teaching so i had a chance to be just like a i called it a, a diversity in math ed that was another center like i called it groupie <laughs> i think they eventually gave me a title of associate which had no it was actually not associated with it at all but just like those centers were pretty powerful, and you're thinking about all the different people that were involved in them, and just even the cross uh, uh, interactions between them as well. Uh, Someone needs to write write something about those centers. I think they're they're pretty amazing. At least I don't know. I found a lot of value in it. Um, what is the so you know you, you kind of talked a little bit about things that you learned, but what is the best advice you received when you started? teaching math teachers or interactions that you had with somebody that kind of gave you a nudge on, on, on what, cause I, I know how deeply you think about it. So I'm just curious, what, what's the best advice you received?
1: Uh, well, I think, um, I think it's connected to what I was just describing about uh, promoting connections. Um, <clears throat> I think that um, what really um that idea of being responsive to to the teacher themselves you know mm-hmm. regardless of where they come from um and and how they are interested in bilingual education I, I think we all need to learn to work together um because in the end we all are one uh, uh, uh one, one. I think we are united, even though we feel so separated. You know, like you know, yeah. I guess the, the the feet might never touch the eye, but they are always so coordinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel that that's how we are in our work. You know, we might not be next to each other, but we kind of have the same connections so from that point of view i remember that um i i think you might you you know about this you know kind of this uh strong commitment to social justice um it's something that i think i that i was nurtured, especially in my doctoral program. And I think there were so many connections to my previous life experiences that re- it resonated with me so strongly. And especially when I would see children in schools going through certain situations, um, that candor for <laughs> promoting uh, change uh, was com- was present in me and and i think that i sometimes advocated so strongly for social justice um that i was not necessarily looking at the teacher educators themselves and uh, the, the future teachers mm-hmm. as 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 collaborators you know some of them presented resistance and they were sometimes very explicit, you know. I, I was the typical um, mad Latino that is complaining all the time, <laughs> and um, and and I didn't care about that because you know I was not trying to be cute or anything like that. Um, but I also learned that I can do more with love. And I think, especially connecting my work to the work of Gloria Saldua, I think that especially the fact of, of of being able to to come together, even though we might be so different, uh, you know, the being able to go to the Nos Otras space mm. and coming together, um, and how. Um, Gloria Saldua talks about the mestiza consciousness and how important it is to um, to those who embrace the mestiza consciousness to deal with ambiguity and how ambiguity can become part of their lives and and they thrive in ambiguity. I felt that that was describing my life, you know, because I felt mm-hmm. like I, I I was never here nor there, and I was I was a professor but not always looked as one, uh, uh, seen as one and um, but I was <laughs> sometimes it was uh, it was not so clear in my mind either, and in my heart especially uh, that ambiguity and and I think that that level of ambiguity was something that I was living with, but in a way I was kind of try- I was so committed to social justice that I had a very limit that I think through this process I I let it open up. And, and 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 disperse um for the sake of promoting love and and promote breaches so I think that was the best advice that I received about how how are we promoting breaches to mm-hmm. those who are gonna be working with um, bilingual students
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh um and I think it's not only about the teachers realizing the future teachers to to realize their connection with the students, but also their connections with, with their professors or their teachers.
0: Mm.
1: I think that, um, I think I was doing that anyway, but I never did it purposefully in, in the sense of trying to really build bridges. You know, like for example, when we started working with some of them and, 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 and organized community walks and visits in at the schools that we were working at, you know, I didn't have to say anything. They were flying on their own and, and all the things that I wanted uh, and I hoped for them to kind of explore and think about, they did it on their own. I think the community, uh, as they interacted, things started happening, you know? And so uh, I think that level of of, of responsiveness um, by just promoting inclusivity and communication and cooperation is a way of building bridges, you know, and I don't have to be the bridge. (laughs) And uh, and I just need to be part of the team and and work with them and see them thrive. And um, so I think that's that level of reconciliation, if you will, reconnections, is something that I think that is, uh, it's fundamental in any type of educational work that we do regardless Mm of. teacher is and who the students are
0: Mm -hmm. so is that you just jump into our next question like is that kind of the advice that you would give to someone is like to thinking about how do you build these bridges um and and basically highlight these connections between us even like highlighting like you know we're here to promote the, the learning of our students and how do we how do we, you know, see who we are as people to, in order to connect uh, those sorts of those assets or those um, those those beautiful parts about us that, that we can then help provide a, the best math education uh, for our students?
1: I think so. I think that that idea of breaching and coming together is something important. But, but if I ha- need to give advice, I would say... Um, let yourself be, you know, uh, be who you are. Um, I'm constantly asking, you know, saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." So I think without apologies, try to be who you are and and just let it be. But through bridges, you know, so mm-hmm. that when you're in this kind of uh, group in this community, working towards a goal, like, you know, thinking about how we're going to be supporting um, the learning of of bilingual st- students in mathematics, um, each of us has something special. And so mm-hmm. I would say my advice would be just like, let it flow, let it be, you know, let it glow. Use that in your teaching, use that in the community, and 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 let it shine, not to Take over others, but to share who you are just as you want them to share who they are. And so, you know, like, you know, the foot is going to be doing the foot thing and the eyes are going to be doing the eyes thing, but we all are together doing our thing mm-hmm. shining and being fully who we are. uh So I think that would be my advice. So then never, never let things oppress you. On the contrary, you know, be like a seed, you know, the seed is so small, but the seed already has the potential to become what it is. You know, the mm-hmm. seed is a seed, but a seed can become a tree and the tree and the seed are not different only in time. That's the only difference. Mm-hmm. So let the seed that you are be and grow and shine and, and but with others, you know, just, just, just like the trees do. You know, they they grow with the fullest and with others as well. And with the little plants and the little grass and, <laughs> and the birds and, you know, even the, the carpenter birds that come and, and poke. You.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so, yeah, I think that's, that's that good. would be. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that sounds pretty
0: good. Dusty. What do you
2: think? Yeah. Uh, Carlos, I'm so glad to have the chance to talk with you because I really like um the way that you're bringing about working with a teacher. I mean, we, we should advocate for things that we are passionate about and especially for those, when we see injustice in the world, we should work to stand up for justice and and do what is right. And I really appreciate your perspective that we can do that, but also be doing that in love. And um, I really liked, I wrote down a note, um, you know, building bridges, but I don't have to be the bridge, um, you know, so we can, we can work with others because I think sometimes, you know, I might have an idea of how uh, we could work for a part of this to, to make a solution. But I think that would be arrogant of me to think that I've got everything figured out and maybe, maybe someone else has, uh, and, and by listening and by sharing and and by being in community maybe we can come up with something even better than what i could conceive uh in order to do that so i really i really want to highlight that uh thing that you said it reminded me of i was talking with someone else in a totally different context but uh the advice that i was hearing was you know be who you are uh in this situation and i think that maybe that could transcend beyond just becoming a teacher um I also thought it was really interesting that you were um you were a teacher and you got yourself into a leadership role as a principal maybe without even trying to do that you just happened to have those mm-hmm. uh those characteristics uh and and maybe even back then people were seeing some some leadership potential in you and I know now you're working as an interim department chair. And so I think some folks are seeing, seeing that as well. Uh, so I think even as, you, even as you are leading in those different roles, um, uh, leading out with love and, and trying to uh, incorporate people, include people in, in who they are uh, in those conversations and solutions are helpful.
1: That's funny. I, I, after being a a principal there, I said, I will never be an administrator again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Famous last words, right?
1: (laughs) I'll say never. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just gets to you, you know, and um, yeah. So I don't know how things happen, but, uh, you know, I guess part of the lessons that I have to learn in my life are connected to some of those situations.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, what what age of st- students were you working with uh, when you were in Guatemala?
1: In uh, Guatemala, I worked um, um, in many grade levels. I, think mm-hmm. I taught elementary school. Guatemala elementary school is first through sixth grade. Okay. Middle school is 7th through 9th, and high school is 10th through 12th.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I work in all grade levels, including kindergarten and elementary school, except mm-hmm. second grade. I never, I've never, i never taught second grade. Mm-hmm. And then I work in middle school as well, and 11th grade. Mm-hmm. So those were the grades that I taught at um I I I enjoyed that. I think my favorite grade teaching was first grade. Mm. I think first graders and I get along well because I think I'm just like them, you know. <laughs> I I think I'm not complicated like other you know ages and so I think we just get along well, you know. We want to discover the world, we want to think about everything and enjoy it and I think we just get along right well. I, mm-hmm. I have the mind of a first grader and Right now, I'm doing research and I'm working with first graders again. And mm-hmm. I, I think we just get along so well, and we, we just, I think we're made for each other. You know, of course they're gonna grow, but I think I will stay here. So yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah.
2: that's wonderful. Constant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. So you're talking about administrative duties. You're talking about you know you teach teachers at the university, and then you have you just talk about a research project working with first graders. So, this is a, a great question. Uh, how do you set boundaries and priorities uh, to get the right things done and still enjoy life? Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of my lesson that I'm learning in life <laughs> to set the boundaries. Um...
0: Well, can I just say, just because we know each other, I always, whenever I interact with you, you're always very present, right? Like that's what I, I I guess I have noticed. And I'll just throw some kudos at you. Like whenever we've we've had meetings and things together, like you're always very present and like offering, like whatever is happening at the moment, offering value in that moment. So like maybe it is whatever that is, but but you can answer the the first question too. But maybe I don't know, like advice on staying present as well. Well, I, I guess
1: I've never. Thought about it that way, <laughs> but thank you for noticing that. I um, oh, I can be out of things sometimes for sure,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but I I think I, I usually enjoy being part of it and and participate actively. I don't know. I I think that's part of being a community, right? Not that I take over, but that I contribute.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and I think that's why I'm I think that's why I'm doing the internship right now because I said, you know, this is my time to serve and you know I will stop later. And as I said, I think that there's also a lesson that I have to learn there. But I don't know what it is. Maybe it's about the boundaries. Mm. I think um learning to say to mark boundaries is very important. Um You know, when the students want to meet and the faculty want to meet, and then when you have all these uh, commitments to service and you want to do all of those things because you are committed to them, but you are committed to your life. um, I think it is important to, to, to find what is it that you can really do and cannot do um, and try to buy some space for yourself? You know, like I remember I I had a friend who was a wonderful professor and colleague. She passed away. Um, Her name is Ruth Trinidad Galvan. And she... A, uh, she was a mother of, of three girls, and she was a very prolific um, author, and she was a wonderful professor, educator, mom, friend, and advocate for many students, especially Chicano students in at UNM and beyond, and she was mentoring a lot of people, and you know she was incredible, and then i w- one day um I asked her you know but ruth how, how do you do the, all of this you know because for a for a moment for a time when she was in her journey, she had cancer and she had all the kids and she had to do all of those things, and she was single mother also uh, for a moment um for some time. And I was like, how did you do it? And she said, you know, I, I don't have a recipe. You know, I, when 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 the girl, when the baby wants to eat, you feed the baby. When they need to shower, the, you shower the baby. And when they go to sleep, then that's your time to work. Hmm. Uh, um, and, but it's always important to think about your family first. And, and so I think that... Um, um, she said, you know, you need to think about that the, there is not always going to be time for yourself, but there is there is a time in which you need to make the time for yourself, for your family, because if you don't make the time, that time will not happen. So, you know, she said, you, you, you need to really carve the space to make the space for your family. The rest will keep going. And then you... Really need to need to make those times uh, um, important and 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 protect them. But if you don't carve them, it will never happen. Mm-hmm. You know, if, whenever I'm free, that will not will never happen. So you have to make the time. And so I think her advice has been very helpful to me in the sense that um, that there is no secret, but that I have to make the time to be with those that I love and to do the things that I um, that I value as as a person. And so I think that is something that I am in the process of learning or carving time and be able to respect myself. And I think think that's part of the lesson that I have in my life and in in
0: setting these boundaries. Well this message of continuously continuously learning. I mean I know, like, still feel like a grad student at times, and just like, yep, learn, learn, learn a lot of stuff this semester, and just yeah, I love, I love that uh, perspective. And so, Carlos, you've been a part of a variety of, of projects, um, and from graduate school until now, and just all the different roles that you've you've held, um, and and you've offered already a, a a lot of piece of advice and, and things. But uh, as we kind of aim this. Show, uh, program show, <laughs> all sorts of different words about, uh, at this podcast towards like these beginning uh, teachers of math teachers. What have you learned, uh, about the teaching of math teachers that uh, you would like to share beyond what you've already shared? Uh, <laughs> um,
1: I think it's difficult to kind of uh, comprise it into one idea. Um every project has so many lessons. Um, you know, like when we were working in Ames, for example, yeah. Uh, um I think that was um that, that has so many lessons, but I think one of the takeaways that I had that is that through the process of thinking about how to collaborate with teachers, um we started highlighting, thinking how important it is to have a more participatory approach in research.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I think that um, that was connected to us. And I think when I think about that idea of of collaboration and working all together and shining on who you are, it's connected to that lesson that I've had, how participatory approaches in research uh, are essential so that all who we are can we can be who we are and we should just let that be and work together so i think to me that's an important lesson yeah. Um. Um. um uh, another lesson that i think ra- what i'm doing right now is um i'm trying to th- which I'm collaborating with two colleagues, uh, Eugenio Dominguez and Gladys uh, Kraus, And we're thinking about bringing in more um, post-structural, uh, post-materialistic feminist views into mathematics and indigenous perspectives into how we teach mathematics. And again, this idea of who want being one and how we connect is so important, you know. Like when we're in a classroom working with children or with teachers, there are energies and the objects that we include in teaching have their their force that sometimes we think is connected to us, you know. But um, I think just starting noticing how important. The participation of others, not only people, in so that that community that we have, um, I'm saying that we fully participate. One, you know, we are one. I think that in that community, it is not only the people, but also the objects that are around, and sometimes we don't acknowledge them, and we or we ignore. The relevance that those, the relevance of the forces that those objects or those uh, energies have in how we teach. So, being able to acknowledge those forces to let them flow, uh, it's something that I I am in the process of learning and how our connections with humans but also with objects and with one another that um, entanglement how how that um, is linked to how we learn with our bodies with our souls with our minds Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and and so i think um i think the wonderful thing that 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 we're doing i think uh, as math educators is something that I remember one of my professors when I was studying to, uh, to share with me um Joe Baker, I think was his name. He said, you know, uh, you know, I'm doing the best job in the world because I'm doing what I love and I get paid to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh I think that that's the beauty of of, of what we're doing. You know, as math educators, Math teacher educators, I feel that we are never fully there in terms like we know it all. We're always learning, but I think that enjoying those learning waves that we engage in as we move on are so wonderful because they just help us grow with with whom we work. You know, you know, like that's what I'm seeing right now. I'm, I'm I'm collaborating with with first graders and, uh, and they are helping me learn about our object friends <laughs> and how they collaborate with us and how we have energies um, in this process. And so I, I, you know, I'm learning and I'm in that process and I think other projects, you know, we have with Silvia Celedon and Mario Patiches and we're working with a computer programming, mathematics, and what the kids say about how the computer kind of brings another energy. So you know, I think that the things that we learn, some they extend beyond and help us in other contexts understand the different projects. I, I guess they come together uh, in our learning process because you know I'm learning here, my body, I'm feeling here, but I see that there is connections across. The different um, projects that I'm doing, and and that just lets me lets me know and confirms that we are all one, and I'm I'm in all these connections in the process of learning, and it never ends. Um, so
0: I think I think that's that's good enough. That's what <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, I just think that that the idea of Jesse, it sounds like this, like the word with, like, that's what I keep hearing from Carlos, like this idea of being with, like working with mm-hmm. others and, and learning with others and learning with objects, you know, like this whole idea of with seems to be a, a theme, uh, throughout.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: So Carlos, do you have anything to, this? knowing you like anything to promote? Do you have anything that you'd like to, to share? I mean, we're I've got some links that I'm going to share with regards to Ames and Samela because the people wanted to maybe learn a little bit about that. But any, anything else you'd like either us to, we could link to it in the show notes or anything else to opportunities or things that you like or recent work that you'd like to promote?
1: Well, I think what I'd like to promote is that we have the Todos Conference yep. in June, Todos mm-hmm. 2023 uh, conference in June between the 21st and the 23rd and it is here now, Albuquerque so if anybody can join us that would be wonderful. Um, we will be focusing on actions um, so all the presentations will focus on how we can catalyze cultivate or collaborate in actions. And I think that's the main focus of it. And we are also supporting, um, promoting um, indigenous perspectives. uh, And um, we're gonna hit it off on the 21st with a solstice ceremony. And so we're welcoming, uh, acknowledging the the land of Albuquerque and the Tiwa people, that's how we're gonna start celebrating the conference and the twentieth anniversary of TOTOS. wow so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I think that's something
0: that I like to promote <laughs> yes
1: awesome we get and
0: we'll put a link to that we're we're big fans of of Totos and all the research- actually a lot of uh people that have uh, been a part of Totos have been on the podcast as well, so it's good, it's good uh and thanks carlos this is exactly this is wonderful this is a wonderful conversation i appreciate you thank you yeah
1: yeah (laughs) i appreciate the invitation and uh, letting me share how i think (laughs) (laughs) yes thank you i appreciate you all sincerely I send you a big hug. Same to you, Dusty. I don't know if you're a hugger, but I'm a hugger. Uh, I'll send you that. that Thank you. Have a wonderful
0: day. Well, thanks, thanks, Carlos. And and thanks again for all you listeners out there for listening to the Teaching Math Teaching Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast. We hope that you're able to take action on something you just heard and interact with other math teacher educators. Also, did you know that AMTE has another podcast, the Mathematics Teacher Educator Podcast? The MTE Podcast accompanies the latest edition of the Mathematics Teacher Educator Journal and has authors discuss the work they have submitted for publication. Uh, Find a link to the MTE Podcast in the show notes for this episode, along with all
2: the notes we talked about uh, on this episode.